Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to, like, perform, to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. Walk into any grocery store or pharmacy and you'll see tons of protein supplements, drinks, protein bars, protein powders, you name it. At one time, I paid no attention to TV ads for protein supplements, but I'm getting on in years and I don't recover from a run as quick as I used to. And I find that those ads are calling to me. So this week we're asking, is it helpful or at least is it okay to take protein supplements? Hi, Anar. Welcome to The Dose. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, I don't know who your clients are, but I want to know if these days they're asking more questions about protein supplements. Yes, absolutely. And I think you hit it really well saying that, you know, walking into the store, looking at, you know, commercials and hearing all about protein, it can be really overwhelming. And what they're claiming is like, you know, things that we want, <laughs> like weight loss, more muscle, faster recovery. So it can be really confusing for a lot of people to figure out, you know, if they even need a protein supplement. Well, uh, I have a feeling we've come to the right place. So before we begin, can you give us a hi, my name is, tell us what you do and where you do it, just ad lib. Yeah, sure. So my name is Anara Aladina. I'm a registered dietitian. And the work that I do, I primarily work with people with blood sugar management, so in the diabetes space, specifically with prediabetes and PCOS. So protein is definitely a nutrient that I talk a lot about because it's so important for blood sugar regulation and for energy. So we do talk a lot about protein in the work that I do with my clients, for sure. So PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome? Yes, that's correct. Good. Okay. I still know the acronyms. Now we're ready to begin our conversation. Before we get into the nitty gritty of protein supplements, remind us of what parts of our bodies are made of protein and why we need protein in our diets. Yes. Okay. So protein, our whole body needs protein. So protein in foods is made up of building blocks called amino acids. So these amino acids gets broken down in our body and it's used to build, repair muscle, connective tissue for our cells. Um, So protein is used to synthesize our hormones and our enzymes. And also a lot of people, when they think about protein, they think about muscle. And yes, that's true, but you know, protein pre- plays a really big role in our immune health as well. And it helps defend against viruses and bacteria. So we need protein. You know, it's incredibly important for all of us. And our needs do change as we, you know, get older and different stages in life, such as in pregnancy and adolescence too. So uh, can you talk about protein food sources? Yes. So pretty much anything that comes from an animal is going to be a great source of protein. Okay. But there are also plant sources as well. And, you know, so for example, like I want you to think, you know, chicken, eggs, meat, fish, and our plant sources are tofu, beans, lentils, edamame, quinoa is a great source of protein, hemp hearts. So we can definitely get protein in a variety of different foods, both animal protein as well as plant protein. Now, how much protein do we need on a daily basis? <laughs> okay, so this question is not as clear cut, um, but definitely we can talk about this. So the recommended dietary allowance, the RDA, 
for protein is at a modest amount. So it's stated at eight grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Okay, but this is the minimum amount that you need. This is like the bare minimum, just for meeting your basic nutrition requirements. Now, depending on where you are in your stage of life, your protein needs can vary, okay? So I'm just gonna give a rough guideline. Um, so typically anyone over the age of 40 to 50, you know, this is when our muscle mass tends to decline. So we wanna hold on to that as much as possible and protein plays a big role in that. So we wanna have at least you know, one to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. And for those who exercise quite a bit, who are very active, you know, we want to range between 1.1 to 1.5 grams per kilogram. And then those who are, you know, elite athletes, training, you know, running marathons, just incredibly active, our needs are even higher. So they're anywhere between 1.2 to 1.7 grams per kilogram of body weight. So typically when I work with my clients, I usually like to use a range of 1.2 to 1.4. Um, I feel like that's a really safe amount. It's not too much and it's just, you know, something to work towards for sure. So is there such a thing as too much protein? Yes. Remember protein, again, it's a macronutrient that our body needs. Okay. The thing is we can't store protein. So if our body has kind of reached the amount that it, you know, can use, it gets stored and it gets stored as fat. Um, so that's not ideal for someone who is trying to lose weight. So there's no benefit of getting too much protein in because our body can only handle a certain amount and we can't store it. And sometimes if we do get a lot of protein in, depending on the source as well, um, you know, we, we just need to be careful with our cholesterol levels. Um, and again, with just getting excess calories in. Okay. So the, the million dollar question, who is usually in need or who is typically in need of protein supplements? Okay. So pretty much with a protein supplement, like I mentioned, if you are training really hard for something, um, you know, your protein needs may be a lot higher and it, it could be hard to get that with fruit alone. Um, people who have a lot of allergies or food sensitivities, um, who are not thriving, you know, in terms of like, you know, they're, they're ill, they're not recovering. Um, so that's when a protein supplement would be ideal. So typically I see with, you know, the people I work with, if they do have a lot of food intolerances or allergies, that's when a protein supplement can be a really good way to cover the bases. But, you know, keep in mind that it is not hard to get protein through food. And that is the best source. Food is like, you know, it covers all the bases. So you're not only just getting in protein, you're getting vitamins, you're getting minerals, you're getting a host of other nutrients that your body needs. So I don't, you know, and I want you to think of it, it is a supplement. So it's supplementing your diet and there's nothing that can replace whole foods. What about older adults? Yeah, absolutely. So our needs do increase um, as we get older and sometimes people do find that they don't have an appetite, you know, or they may be having other illnesses. So it's hard for them to get all the protein they need. So adding in a little bit of a boost can definitely be helpful. Um, I guess the best way to tell is to actually meet with a dietitian to figure out what your specific needs are because your protein requirements change, right? With your age, with your weight, even with gender. So, you know, trying to, you know, like I gave you some rough, rough estimates on how much protein we should be having, but it's, it's, it's really good idea to meet with a dietitian to figure out what your specific needs are and how to structure it into the day. So typically what I find is that a lot of people get, a, get most of their protein in at the end of the day. 
And we really want to be strategic with protein because again, it's feeding our, our whole body. So we want to have protein throughout the day. And what I've noticed is, you know, a lot of people do not get enough protein in at their first meal. And this is really important. If you fall into the category of, you know, you don't eat very much, but you eat later in the day, you know, I want you to, you know, try something. I want you to start your day with a protein rich breakfast. So typically I like to tell people to aim between 20 to 30 grams. And just for reference, like uh, two eggs, two large eggs is about 13 grams of protein. Um, a slice of toast is about four to five grams if it's a whole grain. And it's not hard to get protein from food. You know, if you're having like Greek yogurt for breakfast, a three quarter cup has anywhere between 18 to 19 grams of protein, you know, so it's not impossible to get uh, protein from foods, but we just want to be strategic and try to figure out like, okay, you know, having more protein earlier in the day, that's going to keep you full for longer. Um, it's going to help with your blood sugars. So it's going to keep you balanced so you can, you know, focus a little bit more at work, just feel a little bit more alert and energized. So, you know, the key is to make sure you're getting enough protein to, throughout the day and not just having one or two meals um, and focusing on that. What about a high performance athlete? Yes. So definitely, if you are training extensively, you know, your body is going through a lot, you know, you're really demanding a lot from your body. Um, so, you know, they probably, usually the athletes know how much protein they're getting in. Um, they're a little bit more, you know, they might be working with someone. Uh, but if that, if you fall into that category, like I said, meeting with someone to figure out what your protein needs are would be great. Again, getting it through food is awesome, but you know, supplementing as well could be a great way to make, making sure that, you know, you're feeling your best and you're feeding your body as much as possible. Um, and just figuring out the right amount for you is going to be key. Now, what if you're a vegetarian or a vegan? Yes. Absolutely. So with vegetarian, um, you know, some vegetarians are able to have dairy and eggs, which is great. Um, so they're able to fill in the gaps there. But if you are vegan, you really need to be strategic to see how much protein you're getting in. And, you know, the food companies <laughs> these days, there's so many different products out there. Um, you know, you know, even if people who are um you know, gluten-free, you know, gluten is a protein. So typically a lot of gluten-free foods uh, tend to be low protein, right? So you just want to make sure you're looking at a nutrition facts label. But again, like if you have any dietary restrictions, you know, even being vegan, you really want to meet with someone to kind of go over to making sure your nutrition needs are being met. Because, you know, animal protein um, also contains B12, which is so important for our overall health. It's a B vitamin that's really important for energy. And people or those who are vegan are not getting enough B12 in their diet because they're not getting any animal foods. You know, making sure you have your bases covered is super important. Okay, we've been talking about foods and foods are the best source of protein. So let's talk about supplements. Let's start with protein powders. What are the different types? Yes. So we have whey protein powder. We have plant-based protein powder. Those are the two main categories. So it all, again, depends on what your needs are and what you can tolerate. So people who, you know, are vegan or don't have any dairy, then they would tend to have a plant-based protein powder. And the thing is, sometimes with protein powders, there are some fillers in there. So you just want to be careful because, you know, you could get some bloating, um, you can get some digestive upsets as well. So, 
you know, there's not one gold standard protein powder. It really does depend on the person. And it does require some trial and error to find one that works for you. But definitely um, a few things to look for. If you are considering a protein supplement, you want you know, just I'm just going to give you some rough guidelines here. You want about per serving, you want around 200 um, or fewer calories per serving. You want to look at the saturated fat content and you want to make sure that it's two grams or less. You, don't, you want to look at the ingredient list because when you look at ingredient lists for some of these protein powders, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. You want to look for any partial, partially hydrogenated oils, any artificial sweeteners. These are things that you, not, you don't want. Um, and then in terms of sugar content as well, especially for those flavored ones, you want five grams of sugar or less uh, when you're looking at a protein supplement. But they can be a good source of protein. Yeah, absolutely. They can definitely be a great source of protein. Uh, are there any known health risks from uh, protein powders? You know what? Not, no, there isn't. There aren't any health risks. Um, there are some people who are very sensitive uh, in terms of, you know, their digestive system. And uh, like I mentioned, you know, sometimes protein powders can um, result in, you know, people who have sensitive tummies to not make them feel so good. So again, you know, really being aware, you know, if you're trying something new, try it out for a week, really be mindful of how you're feeling after that to see, you know, if that agrees with you or not. Hi, I'm Damon Fairless, host of Hunting Warhead from CBC Podcasts and the Norwegian newspaper VG. Hunting Warhead follows a global team of police and journalists as they attempt to dismantle a massive network of predators on the dark web. Winner of the grand prize for best investigative reporting at the New York festivals and recommended by The Guardian, Vulture, and The Globe and Mail, you can find Hunting Warhead on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, you've mentioned bloating and other digestive symptoms, but uh, are, are there any other symptoms that they should watch out for that might give them a clue that they're having too much uh, protein supplementation? Right. So I think if you are noticing weight gain, so like I mentioned before, protein can't, we can't store protein, unfortunately. Um, so if we get too much of it, it could lead to excess calories. We also want to look at our blood work or urea or creatinine levels as well. Um, but definitely if you are using protein, um, you know, for health benefits, you know, and if you see that you are gaining weight, then that could be an area to look into to make maybe you don't need as much. So we've talked a little bit about some of the immediate side effects and the need for blood work. What about the long-term effects of taking protein powders? Yes, I know. So the research right now is not very conclusive. You know, a lot of people uh, are worried that if they have too much protein, it's going to be taxing for their kidneys. Um, and unfortunately, the, the studies right now don't show us if that there's a correlation there. Now, if you are losing weight, are protein powders a good way to help with that? Yeah. So again, it's important to figure out where that weight loss is coming from, if it's intentional or unintentional. So definitely if it's unintentional weight loss, then you know you want to make sure that your nutrition is okay, that your health is okay. Um, so you want to really make sure you're prioritizing protein. So protein is the most satisfying macronutrient. You know, so we have fat, we have carbs, carbohydrates, and we have protein. So protein is incredibly um, satiating. It helps with blood sugars. It helps with energy levels. Our body takes a long time to digest it. So it keeps us full for longer. 
you know, getting enough protein in at your meals reduces your level of the hunger hormone ghrelin, right? So if you find that you're hungry a lot, it would be a good idea to really dial down to see um, how much protein you are getting at your meals. Maybe you need to get more, um, you know, if you're finding yourself hungry often. If they have unintended weight loss and, and there's a recommendation that they increase their protein, are they taking more and, – and they are using a protein powder. Would they be taking more than 20 grams of, of protein powder uh, in that first meal in the morning? Yeah. So a typical scoop of protein powder, like a rough it's, – it's usually 20 grams. Some, it. Sometimes it might be 30. So even if you are – let's say you, you have a protein powder right now and it's giving you 20 grams of protein and you're like, oh, maybe, you know, I already – like you're eating well, like you're getting protein at your meals, and then you're like, oh, maybe I don't need that much. You can totally decrease that scoop so it's half, so you're not overloading your body with too much protein. Gotcha. So we've talked a lot about protein powders. What's your take on protein bars? Yes. <laughs> so again, protein bars, they tend to be more processed. So really trying to find a clean bar that tastes good is, is uh, it's not easy. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried protein bars. Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have one that you like? No, not particularly. <laughs> I, I, I have not gravitated to them. I, I find I get too full. Uh, they, they feel a little too much like a meal to me and uh, they're yeah. not, they're not light. Yeah, exactly. They're really dense. Um, you know, a lot of them are not that enjoyable. So there's, you just want to be careful with a bar because, again, with all those different flavors that they have to make them more appealing, also comes with more additives, more sugar, and more stuff that you typically don't really need or want. So again, you know, sticking to whole foods is great. So a typical protein bar, again, is anywhere between 10 to 20 grams of protein. And just as a reference, like a three ounce piece of chicken, which is not very big, three ounces, it's not that big, that gives you 27 grams of protein. Whole foods are always going to be kind of the gold standard. And the supplements, like I mentioned, you just want to use them if you need to. You don't want to just take a protein bar just for the sake of it or because, you know, you're on the treadmill for half an hour. Um, you need to really be, you know, putting your body under a lot of stress, you know, for you to get that, it, you know, kind of to warrant that additional protein that you need. There are also a lot of ads for protein shakes like like Ensure. Are those safe? Okay, yes. So for Ensure, again, this is more of a use, you know, if you are not getting, if you're not able to meet your nutrient intake through food. Um, so yeah, it is safe. You know, there's, there's nothing inherently harmful. Um, they're meant to use for a short term, uh, more of a therapeutic use, I guess you could say. Uh, just to help boost in between your meals. So Ensure, Boost, those are those are fine. I mean, they're not, they, they do have a lot of additives in them. But again, you know, if you are healing from something, if you're not well, you know, you just need to get your nutrition in. It's easy to drink, right? You don't need to chew. It's just an easy way to kind of get in your nutritional needs. So in certain cases, you know, that could be incredibly helpful. You know, but for a majority of us, you know, who are healthy adults who are able to get, you know, their protein from foods, uh, that should be, that shouldn't be used as kind of your daily protein requirement. 
I think maybe it's the easy pe- people might might perceive it as the kind of easy peasy way of of getting their protein allotment without having to to go to the fuss and bother of of uh, preparing food. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? It is the convenience factor. And that is something, you know, in our busy lifestyle, you know, unfortunately, that's what we tend to gravitate towards. You know, I, I hear that, right? Like that, you know, people are busy. It's just difficult um, to kind of plan out their meals, to be strategic, to do the food shopping. You know, it could be convenient just to have a supplement. Um, but again, that comes, you know, you want to really look at what your priorities are with your health. You know, again, having these supplements are okay, but you want to think of it as, you know, a supplement. It's not something that you want to rely on. Last question I want to ask you. If people are listening to this conversation and wondering if they're getting enough protein, where should they go first for information and advice? Yes. So definitely meeting with a dietitian would be your best bet to figure out exactly how much protein you need. But again, you want to and you want to work with someone who will guide you kind of to spread that protein intake throughout the day. Because you don't want to just have it at, you know, one meal or, you know, at the end of the day. You want to really spread it out from when you when you wake up to, you know, um, the evening time. So working with a dietitian would be great. You know, if you are a little bit more in tune with your nutrition, you could even use an app like MyFitnessPal. Um, and it can help you track your protein intake to see how much you're getting in. So that's really useful. Um, if you have the time and the patience, you can kind of log in your meals to see, you know, how much protein am I getting in? And that would be a great way to figure out how much you need. Well, Anar Aladina, you have been a terrific guest and you've convinced me that I'm going to pay more attention to how much protein I'm consuming and where, more important, where I'm getting it from. Yes, that's the key thing. You want to, you know, the source of your protein is really important. And like I said, you know, supplements are great, but you really want to focus on whole foods because they give you so much, like a variety of other nutrients that your body needs as well. Thank you for speaking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anar Aladina is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. Here's your dose of smart advice. Protein is essential to the body. It's found in muscle, bone, skin, hair, and virtually every other body part or tissue. It's found in the enzymes that we need for bodily functions. Protein is also essential to the immune system. In general, most adults should consume 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. For instance, if you weigh 75 kilograms, you should consume 60 grams of protein every day. As you age, your body may require as much as 50% more protein, up to 1.2 grams per kilogram per day, to preserve muscle mass and strength and to maintain your immune system. High-performance athletes typically need even higher amounts of protein. Most people don't need protein supplements. They can get enough protein from their diet. That includes beef, poultry, fish, and dairy products such as milk, eggs, cheese, or Greek yogurt. Beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds are also great protein sources. For vegans, tofu, tempeh, and edamame are rich sources of protein. Many of us consume the bulk of our daily protein at dinner time. It's actually better for your health to consume at least 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast and to space out the rest throughout the remainder of your day. You will likely need to get those 20 to 30 grams of protein from several foods. One egg, one half cup of chickpeas, or a small handful of nuts each provide roughly 6 grams of protein. A piece of chicken or fish the size of a deck of cards provides roughly 30 grams. Protein powders are convenient but are generally unnecessary. 
if you consume a varied diet. People who may benefit from protein powders include athletes in training, older people who find it difficult to consume enough dietary protein, and people with lots of food allergies. The symptoms that may suggest the need to increase protein intake include weight loss, hair loss, poor wound healing, low energy, constant hunger, and failing to gain muscle mass despite exercising. Adding one scoop of protein powder containing 20 to 30 grams of protein to the first meal of the day is an efficient way to increase protein intake. You may need to try several before finding one that's right for you. Make sure you read the package label to know all of the supplement's ingredients. Some protein bars also contain lots of sugar, so read the label. Protein shakes are generally indicated for frail seniors and others who find it difficult to consume enough dietary protein and calories. Keep in mind that your body cannot store excess protein and consuming too much of it can be hazardous to your health. See a registered dietitian or your doctor or nurse practitioner for advice on whether you need to increase your protein intake and on how to do it safely. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions answered, our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. You can find The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please rate us five stars so more people can find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Stephanie Dubois. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. If you're looking for medical advice, see your healthcare provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.